It's Frank and Chipper, here we go. It's time for some real talk, let's start the show. We're bringing all things cannabis to you. Political pregnancy and race issues. Take control of your health and of your life. With Frank and Chipper, let's do it right. Welcome back to another episode of Frank and Chipper with your host, me, Kristen Reiswig. Today we're talking with Jason Lutz again. So back when I was a newbie and I didn't know what I was doing, I kid because I am still a newbie. I still don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Making it work though. I didn't know how long to record the podcasts for. I didn't know how long to expect guests to talk for. So Jason and I actually ended up having a six-hour conversation. We got several episodes out of what we talked about. So you'll be hearing from Jason quite often, but the first six times you hear from him, it's all the same conversation. So without further ado, let's move on to our second episode with Jason Lutz where we talk about generations, psychedelics, politics, and school. You know, all the hot topics these days. Uh, so I was born in 92, so I'm, I'm, I'm on that cusp. I remember mm-hmm. the Nokia brick phones, and I also remember MySpace, and I also remember when Facebook was only a .edu website. You know, it's just, it's crazy to see. And that's why, like, I really like this, how, just, like, like seeing, like, going from Nintendo 64 to, like, GameCube and now Xbox One and stuff like that. I feel like my generation, or, like, you know, the 90s kids have a fascinating insight on technology because we were old enough to be just about adolescent before we got our first iPhone. Mm-hmm. Whereas all these kids have an iPhone, you know, mm-hmm. but I remember having to load up my 16 bit version of, of, of MySpace. I could check my messages okay, and text so in T9. I think why I love you so much is because you are who you're who I feel like I am. I feel like I wasted so much mm-hmm. of my thirties trying to figure out who the hell I was. Now I'm in, even though I'm 40, I feel like I'm in your spot as a person. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, how, uh... because you're like, you're like literally you're in between me and my son, mm-hmm. like age wise and like generation wise and stuff like that. But I don't know. I feel younger than what I, the generation or whatever that I am. So, you know, I think it's, it's, um, these generational differences and, you know, I mean, not to make it political, but there's like millennial and boomer, Mm -hmm. okay, boomer, okay, millennial. And it's like, guess what, you guys, you you raised these generations. Like, you know, like, I mean, I came from you. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think that it's, it's wonderful to see like, you know, a different generation resonating with the newer generation, Mm -hmm. because maybe it's maybe what you're resonating with are the values that I have or like my interpretations of the world, because it goes against what you've been fed, you know, by like the people who grew up from segregation and all these things. You you are so eloquent. I sound like a stone mumbling fool when I'm trying to explain So the circles you smoke weed for 15 years. I I mean, you know, I mean, I just, I I makes me my best self, you know what I mean? I have to, I don't know. But, but that is exact. You just said it exactly, just so perfectly. That's how I feel, and that's why I'm so passionate about this podcast. Is because we need to be listening to each other. 
we need to be listening to each other and evolving. Mm -hmm. We have a different view on evolution, but Mm -hmm. I do believe, and I think we talked about this the very first time Mm -hmm. that we met at that wonderful restaurant. What's it called? Well, the burger joint. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's illegal burgers, right? Was it? No, the German. Oh, the Euclid Hall. Euclid, the Euclid Hall, is yeah. it German? You know, they they do. I mean, they they do hand crake sausages. They have okay. well, I would say that it's. I'd say it's it's almost German esque. Yeah, okay. absolutely. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing stuff. So, I think we talked about this. Just that I okay. So I read a book, Evolving in Monkey Town, by Rachel Held Evans, and um, it talks about how she was raised very conservatively. I think her father was a pastor, maybe. She was a preacher's kid and she got to college and it was like, wait a second, like, I don't feel right about what the, what I'm seeing in the world versus what I was raised to believe about God. And they, those two worlds just collided. And she really taught me that I believe in evolution in the fact that we are constantly growing and learning from the past and, yeah. and future leaders and things like that. And like, just think, like, my grandparents, like, they lived in a generation where there was, like, segregated bathrooms. and That's only 60 years ago. I know. You know? And how yeah. close it is mm-hmm. and how frustrating it is for people to say racism isn't, you know, there's no racism and, you know, white privilege, but, you know, like, please. No, there are please people. Please see your white privilege. There are people <laughs> in Congress today that went to a whites-only college. Yes. You know, I mean, like, that's how old these people are. Because right. they don't have term limits. And, and you know like, what I mean? Hello. You know, it's it, if it's, they're not evolving. And do you think that they are? I mean, I mean, think, I mean, you know, I the mean, majority I, of them, no, no, absolutely. No. I mean, because I mean, because you have you have really strong convictions, which is totally okay. And I think that you know, regardless but you know of, what, I've had strong convictions before, and I listen to enough people's stories about or around that topic, mm-hmm. and it, I'm, I allow it to change my conviction. Yeah. And I don't do that every time. Like, I'm okay saying we have different views on evolution. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, you know, never going to invite you on my podcast again and judge you and say that you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, that's what people out there are doing. And it's it's really, it's it's a, you know, I mean, this is something my, my friend Albert just in San Francisco told me recently. He was, um, he said... You know, somebody expressing an opinion that is different than yours is by no way an attack or takes away from the validity of your opinion. Right. Unless it is like two plus two equals four, and you say no, it's not. It's yeah. one, and you're like, well, let's let's do the math here. There's let's let's have bees. You know, I mean, that's the thing. And, and there's on the other side of that coin, you can't be so open minded to things that your brain literally falls out too. You know what I mean? So you have to have, and that's a Tim exactly. Minchin. That's a Tim Minchin line. Tim Minchin's hilarious. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, people need to find that balance between like, you know, belief and, you know, science and spirituality. And I think cannabis is a great way for people to become closer to God or expand their consciousness or, you know, philosophize on things, you know, I mean, there's, I I do all three of those things when I'm, when I'm using cannabis and I do all three at different times. And sometimes I do all three in the same session. And, and, and it depends on your intention, yeah, right? You exactly. know, I mean, like, you know, I, per, I mean, I use cannabis to, to function. And when I chew and I want to have like an entheogenic experience, I turn to psychedelic mushrooms, yep. you know, and yep. that's something that is totally, 
you know, I mean, in, in my opinion, it's no different than cannabis or growth mm -hmm. in a plant. I can go out in the middle of September in Colorado and just find these things growing inside of a tree. You know, it's not, it's nothing illicit about it. It's okay, just so, utilizing nature, you know. So, um, I thought mushrooms came from cow poop. They do. So, I mean, there are... <laughs> I mean, so we're talking about wine and cannabis and tobacco. Guess what, honey? <laughs> there's there's subtly the some mushrooms too. Oh so I mean, I'm like, there's, I've never heard oh, it come from a tree. Oh my god, no! So there are wood-bearing mushrooms that have that have psilocybin in it, and guess what? There are other subtle um, psilocybin-esque like sort of uh, variations. You so know. How do you Hey, Guess what? If it was legal and I had a store I can go to, like I have my weed and my alcohol, we'd be able to know. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> there's a little slit in there's agenda. A little there. in their agenda. <laughs> no, but it's um. So I think that, and by the way, Denver just decriminalized uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, That's and, and so funny story. I actually I was talking to my friend who is a cultivator, and he's like, "Oh, dude, sales have gone through the roof. There's a much higher demand for this, and usually it was one of his." Lowest performing, you know, sort of uh, commodities, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, now people are really enjoying it. And I'm really glad because the dialogue is showing the, val the value it has to address PTSD, anxiety. Yeah. But to put a figure on this, you know, they're, 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 the video that you told me that you shared about consciousness, um, he describes, you know, there are psychotherapists that are giving psychedelic mushrooms, psilocybin to um, to patients. And to put a figure on this, they're seeing breakthroughs in one overnight session. I mean, mushrooms only last four to six hours, okay. you know. And in one therapeutic session with a psychiatrist, a guided therapeutic session with a clinical dose, and this conversation that I, I cited on Facebook um, was uh, four grams, I think he said. Um, and... Uh, psychiatrists are seeing breakthroughs in patients that otherwise would take decades of talk therapy. Literally okay. 10 years so of therapy this. in one night with a therapist yeah. on psychedelics. And it has to do with neuroplasticity. It has to do with the yeah. walls that are released. Well, like it also has everything kind of working together and, and your brain, you know, being in, in enhanced, you know, on yeah. some of these substances, your brain is lit up in ways that are just unfounded with other substances, especially yeah. at base level operations. But, um, you know, I think that that shows enormous potential and just, just like with cannabis, you know, and people yeah. are discovering CBD is amazing for addressing pain and this and that. And now we're finding ketamine helps with, you know, dep like depression and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I mean, there's all these things that have been sort of demonized and, um, Really, it, it's kind of sucks because of how the government classified these things, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. schedule ones and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you can't do research. Cocaine's not a schedule one drug, but cannabis is. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. co cocaine, you know, they, they synthesize lidocaine from that. And they've been studying cocaine to make these different things for numbing agents and anesthesia. But cannabis is still a schedule one drug. Can you believe that? You know, well, lidocaine is cocaine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I need to start reading more books. It's, it's an acid-based thing. Yeah, I mean, watch more YouTube. <laughs> honestly, though, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, I mean, and you know, you talked about you know um, Adderall being information like you. Like you can name people's names and stuff like that. Like you know, what's funny? It's only about shit that I care about. So it's like so I was gonna say your daughter. Um, you right. know, maybe she is just being exposed to things that she is not passionate about. Oh, totally. And that's why, I mean, and that's how I am. I mean, I flunked most of the classes I didn't yeah. give a shit about. Yeah. But the classes that I did care got yeah. straight A's in. Yeah. But the thing is, and so I asked before about your son's grade fluctuations. Yeah. So my grades skyrocketed when I started using cannabis. Yeah. I was about a C average student my whole mm -hmm. life. I was in gifted programs and I was in elementary school. Yeah. And I was always in those sort of like, you know, just the yep. gifted program. Yep, that's then I went to I went to Florida. I went to school in Florida, and I missed the English 
the English score by two points and wasn't allowed to get in because my English I didn't improve uh, uh, um, you know whatever it was in in, um, in English okay. so couldn't get into um, the gifted programs and you know sorry South Florida but your school system sucks Broward mm-hmm. County is awful you know and it's mm-hmm. um there's there's data behind that but um. The pursuit of knowledge for topics that you are passionate about mm-hmm. is so much easier when it's something that behooves you, you know, and it's something that resonates with you and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, I mean, it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, thank God I learned the Pythagorean theorem. I'm like, I'm kind of glad I learned the Pythagorean theorem. But there's different things, right? Different structure, different folks. I mm-hmm. mean, there are some people are destined to be engineers who are destined to be um, military men who are desperate to be mothers who are desperate to be you know whatever mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. there are different people who have different skill sets and yeah like, like like you're saying before fitting everybody into one box mm-hmm. and um when you look at the history of american education the people that set up um these schools in cities were actually corporations it's uh, big oil companies my um, she's so passionate about Changing the school system. Oh my God! So, I mean, so yeah. I mean, I, I start crying when I talk about this in, in some in some elements about yeah. it. Yeah, she she's so passionate about changing the school system. She's like, school was built by people way back. Mm-hmm. It's not built for us now today. Nope. And 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 the agendas and the curriculums that are being approved. I mean, if you follow the history and you look at who are the people and what companies the people who established these schools and even towns i mean i mean a great i mean a great um you know um mainstream um glimpse into this is no country for old men where it's um where it's the oil about about, uh, rockefeller i believe Mm -hmm. you know and he's like i will build a school to teach your kids and house them while you're working Mm -hmm. you know and guess Mm -hmm. what what do you think what curriculums do you think that business owner who built this school and built this town wanted instilled in his children i want you to be more workers you know, yep. after your parents die, I want you to take their place, mm-hmm. and they shape their curriculum around those intentions. Mm-hmm. And so, especially in America, Not you don't, you don't, you don't to their full potential. Well, and you don't, you don't, you don't value creativity and and singularity and uniqueness mm-hmm. when you want everybody to work for you after they graduate. Well, you know, you don't want to encourage you take because you take funding away from edu- from from the arts and music. And, you know, you, you take color out of schools, you make them look like jails. My high school had barbed wire fence around it. Oh, my God. I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, and they said it was because of alligators, you know, because, I mean, alligators can climb fences. Nah, bitch, I'm not fucking stupid. You oh know, I mean, like, this, was, this wasn't South Florida to the Everglades. But they're like, yeah, it's because alligators, we're so close to Everglades, alligators can climb fences. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's why you have them around the, so the football field, too. You know, not even just the school grounds, but it's um i don't know it's it's uh i mean i can go down a very contentious rabbit hole when it comes to the education system mm-hmm. um yeah. but i think that you know it's um we don't value um uniqueness we took mm-hmm. uh, people well and then took, wonder why kids are being bullied because they're different it's because they've been taught that you're supposed to be the same well and and, and that and also i mean like like not docking the profession of, of teaching but in other countries you need a phd to be a teacher Regardless of the of the age, you know, mm. I mean, and you've got people that are fresh out of community college subbing in for teachers that are mm. twenty two years old trying to lead a room full of you know young teenagers and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I by no means this I, I bring this up 
not to contrast the rates. I mean, there are nuances of these things as far as the quality of who's providing the education and how much they care, mm-hmm. you know? But guess what? If you're paying a teacher $30,000 a year to fucking, you know, when if, I, if I'm a teacher in Norway, granted, I had to take 12 years of education to become a teacher, yeah. but I'm getting six figures. Well, and guess what? I think that I think it reflects in the happiness. It's like if you offer something for free and you give it to somebody, mm-hmm. they're not going to value it as much as if they paid 50 bucks for it. And yeah. that's like teachers. I don't know. I'm not saying that teachers, they have one of the hardest jobs in the whole 100%. world. 100%. Yeah. But I think a lot of them, they're underpaid, they're tired, mm-hmm. they're overworked, mm-hmm. and they're not, they can't be the best yeah. for the children because they're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over in Norway, they put value on teachers. Mm-hmm. By saying you have to go to school this long. As much as doctors yep. and, yep. and and I mean, others. You're, I mean, you're teaching our future. Yeah. <laughs> kind of so, an important role, right? Especially right. when, especially in today's social construct, yeah. you're, you have to be away from your kids for, mm-hmm. you know, eight to ten hours a day. Especially in, in you know, today's economic, you know, yep. you know, sort of environment. You usually have two parents working, you know, and... For, you know, I mean, I talk about, you know, ultimately we're just monkeys, but if you look at the behavior of like, you know, tribes and stuff mm-hmm. like that and old, you know, just, you know, that sort of hunter gatherer mm-hmm. sort of um, stage of, of, um, of development, um, those community structures have a lot of value to them. I mean, as far as having um, everybody have a role and in some way it's socialist where, you know, everybody contributes to the entire team mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, like you are the best bread maker. So you will make all the bread for here. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like you are the group of, you know, women that are the best cooks and then you are the hunters. And, you know, I mean, I mean, to bring homosexuality to this, you know, I mean, there's evolutionary, you know, benefits to having a gay man around your wife and kids because you as a heterosexual can know that that, homosexual will not be yeah. will not want to have sex with <laughs> you, with I, your kids can I, tell, <laughs> can I tell you I think we, talk, we had this conversation before at the yeah. restaurant yeah. but um, when um, when I was talking I, to my brother-in-law I'm like yeah my friend Jason's coming over and, and he said he's going to bring these things and stuff like that and, and um, my husband goes so basically what you're telling me is he's going to be giving you a massage and mm-hmm. And I said, no. And he goes, I don't know what half those words are you just said. And then my Rachel, my youngest, goes, are you jealous, Dad? And he goes, I don't have to be jealous. Like, he plays for the other team. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was and, like. And she goes, huh? And, and she, and he goes, he's gay. And Rachel goes, oh, she got so excited. She's oh. like, I love gay people. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like. You know, I, I have those things in my car, actually. I should, I should go grab them. But oh. as far as, um, you know, um, I, I brought those just in case you yeah, wanted to, yeah, you know, yeah. like use them or even just talk about them. But, yeah. Um, um, but anyway, sorry to interrupt you. But I was just like, but yes, I get what you're saying. Like, and, but in today's society, we put a, we put a, a value on somebody being a doctor over a garbage man when he could be the best garbage man there is. You know, and he may come well, up with a better way to, you know, pick up trash or whatever. We put that value on those people. And I think that's when we are trying to fit everybody into this little box. When, you know what, your son's not meant to be a neurosurgeon. He's meant to be and a trash okay. man. And that is okay. And that's perfect. Trade jobs like, are totally fine. Like, 
people um when they say well what's jack gonna do and and oh you know college is such a big deal and everybody wants to know and everything and i'm just like you know what i and this sounds cliche i want him to be happy i want him to be doing something that brings him mm-hmm. fulfillment and joy and you know he is thinking about being an emt living here in the winter and doing snow ski patrol and doing something out on the beach in the summer mm-hmm. in california and i'm like do that for as long as you want because that's awesome that's what you're heart is telling you and Mm -hmm. that's what feels at home Mm -hmm. and do that but i I don't care if you're bum in the mountains and you only work during ski season i don't care Mm -hmm. if you're happy and you're paying your bills and you're not living in my basement yeah good on you absolutely you know and i I, and it's amazing that you are so open to that because i mean like i was saying before you know like there's so many parents that have these expectations of their kids and obviously the kids know it and they feel it and that causes their own sense of my only expectation of my children Mm -hmm. is that they are decent human beings and that they are kind Mm -hmm. that they're generous they have good standards and morals Mm -hmm. that they are proud of that that aren't mine but that hopefully i've instilled in them yeah um and you know they're going to keep some and they're not going to and you know what i'll be yeah. But I think so many parents are just like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking and that's why so many moms are drinking and 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 are stressed Doing prescription out. drugs and yeah. you know, and usually yeah. at the same time and, yep. and and you know, it's and then um uh little do they know that this plant that they're, you know, judging can mm-hmm. not only help their kids do better in school and calm down, but also help them sleep better at night and um, you know, maybe even help, you know, the husband's back pain, you know, whatever yep. it is, you know, yep. but on the subject of like garbage men versus doctors, you know, I mean, like, first of all, without the garbage men, you'd need a lot more doctors because there would be, you know, I mean, just, 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 just to like, yes. you know, as far as like what, you know, like you need just, just as much as I hate mosquitoes, you know what I mean? They have to be a part of the ecosystem because other things, you right. know, utilize <clears throat> their, their input think on the about what environment really is who the more important person really is. How many days can you go without your garbage man? Yeah. How many days do you go without seeing your doctor? Sometimes a year. Mm-hmm. But if you went a year without your garbage man picking mm-hmm. up your garbage, that'd be a problem. And so who is more important to society? Well, and I bring up the comparison of mosquitoes to like birds or whatever, because yeah. guess what? If the mosquitoes go away, you won't have the frogs, which the birds feed on everybody else. Like the system falls mm-hmm. apart without, you know, I mean, and, and the, and the, hierarchy that we've developed right now the base you yeah. know the people that provide the services yep. you know the garbage men i mean my first job ever i was a garbage valet person i mean i worked this was in south florida um um i was the only white person that worked there it was for my mom's friend who had this contracting company most of the people i was working with didn't speak a word of english mm-hmm. one of them described his story of how he came here from canada literally on the bottom of a train like and he described to me in detail this voyage from canada, canada to, south to, south, to south florida he this this gentleman train hopped you know he took he took i guess it's cheaper to get a visa and a ferry up to canada and that ended up coming down but i mean you know these are i mean these are fascinating stories you know but i mean first of all hardest working people i've I ever know. met in my entire fucking life and this guy I mean, was the most positive. When I first my first shift there, he gave it me some of his tamales. You know, as an American, like the, I mean, especially yeah. in like the, the dialogue that's being shared right now. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, like you know, these people, like you know, I mean, that's why 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm politicizing this, but you know, when it comes down to you don't you have know, to apologize where, for anything. Where, where, when, when, like, when it comes down to like people's crimes, like, oh, they took our jobs, and like, you know, it's the immigrants and they're raping, and it's like, no, actually, you know, who took your job was the CEO of the oil company or the manufacturing company that decided to ship his business over to China to make it more profitable. Yeah. Or it was, you know, it was taken by Amazon who outbought your your neighborhood's interest in fucking you know, goods. And that's why your mom and pop shop, you know, closed. It's not, um, it's not, you know, the immigrants it's, you know, it's, it's, it's economic. Executives it's, making those decisions. Well, and it's, um, it's technological and, and, um, industrial revolution is what it is, you mm -hmm. know? So like, you know, I mean, Andrew Yang talks about the fourth industrial revolution and yeah, has a lot of data. Stuff. Have you seen some of Like I just, I recently posted a 20 minute video and it's just straight PowerPoint. It is almost no politics. It is just, these are the statistics in America, and this is why I'm correlating to. He's uh, running people. for. He is running for president, yeah. and I'm fully. I mean, I was a Bernie bro through and through. Yeah. I ended up voting for Hillary Clinton because I didn't want to vote for yeah. Donald Trump. But I mean, you know, you've got to participate in the political process, and sometimes you do have to choose yeah. the best of a, of the worst options. You yeah. know, and that's yeah. it sucks that that's how our system um, is created. But you know, regardless of who you, what side of the aisle you're on right now, um, Andrew Yang, it's not about Trump and liberals versus mm -hmm. boomers. No, it is. This is a, you know, a technology problem and it is a industrial evolution problem. Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, people and it's the media that is manipulating the story to keep you focused on the wrong people. Because it's a lot easier mm -hmm. to make you mad at Mexicans than to make you want to boycott Amazon. You know, right. nobody ever because Amazon serves you. A, I you mean, know, I love Amazon as much as I can say right. they are destroying the country. I have Amazon Prime, but I very right. much support his business. But guess what? I mean, that's just that's evolution, though, yeah. of, of the thing. And and right now, there's no safety nets to protect American people from you know the way things are changing. And and that, and that goes both for education for young people and how schools are changing. There's no recess anymore. You know, the schools are yeah. devoid of any fucking color. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean. I mean, like I was saying, schools look like jails now. Yeah. Or if you look back in the day, it's like, damn, like this, you know, like, I mean, the the old school, I went to um, a private school for a little bit in Mississippi when yeah. I was living in an Air Force base in um, Franklin. I went to Franklin Academy. Okay. Um, I actually, I won the state science fair in second grade going to uh, Franklin Academy. Wow. Um, and so, I mean, but this school, mind you, I mean, I guess it was a private school, but it was, you know, it was an elementary school through, but it was a old um, um, college. And I mean, mm -hmm. like, I mean, you walk in, big staircase yeah. going right up. I mean, you know, I mean, like, crown molding on the ceilings wow. and stuff like that. You go to schools nowadays in Chicago, they look like fucking prisons. Yeah. You know, I mean, just low, I mean, just, I mean, they look like office buildings, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, just like devoid of any character and like, no wonder kids like need amphetamines to even like stay engaged because yeah. it's so devoid of any stimulation besides yeah. white walls, tile and flashing lights over my head. Yeah. No wonder kids are freaking acting out because, yeah. you know, there's so many, you know, either sensory, you know, um, like deprivation or uh, overloading in the wrong ways, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, uh, I don't know, in terms of looping it back to your daughter's experiences in mm -hmm. school, you know, I really think that there's there's a lot to uh, take away from yeah. from those elements as far as the environments we are creating and why they are created that way. Yeah. Um, and who's making those decisions and why they're um, necessarily not good for the kids that are, or the people that are playing the game. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's definitely a winner-take-all economy right now. And yeah. it has been for a while. For a while, um, yeah. You know, I mean, particularly when it comes down to... You know, especially in America, obviously, look at the big people, the big families like Rockefeller and, you know, um, 
not pretty much the big one I know right offhand at this level of being yeah. stoned, but <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just uh, and you know what? At the same time, though, it's it's you know you can't commend people for their success. You can only sort of demonize, you know, like how they've evolved into um, doing something. I guess you can say like wrong or immoral. That ultimately comes down to the choices that they make and that we make and their who, river. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Yeah. Back to their river. Yeah. 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 Sure. Let's go out. You've just finished listening to another episode of Frank and Chipper. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Frank and Chipper. And until next time, remember every story matters. Live your best life and always stay Frank and Chipper. <laughs>